Hello, everyone. Welcome to another edition of Tissue Link Americas. Um, I am joined today by Hector Hurtado, who is our Latino America um, correspondent, I guess. Collaborator is probably the right word. Uh, hey, Hector, thank you for joining us again today. Hi, Brian. How are you? I'm doing great. And uh, I'm always excited to talk about uh, topics related to the tissue industry. Uh, for those of you, again, maybe you're new. Uh, this is a once a month feature that we're doing uh, for Tissue Online. Uh, and we're basically just touching on a couple of topics related to the tissue industry, maybe some hot topics that happened this month. Um, and, you know, we, we, we're just not even debating, but just going over these topics and just to bring some relevant information for those of you who may be joining us on podcast or, or viewing this uh, live or not live, but uh, over LinkedIn or whatever other format you're joining us on. Um, so, Hector, I think what, what uh, one of the most interesting topics probably happening right now is something we talked about last month as well that's carried over to this month, which is uh, the capacity at many factories uh, around the world, particularly in America uh, and Latin America. Uh, last month, we reported that many of these companies still aren't producing as much as they were uh, during the pandemic or maybe even pre-pandemic. Uh, that they're filling their warehouses now, waiting for the market to return as people still have a large amount of supply of, of toilet paper and paper products in general. Is that continuing in Latin America? What are you seeing down there? Yes, uh, <clears throat> a variety of companies, they have reported that uh, obviously their sales, uh, they are uh, <clears throat> lower than the first quarter of 2020. And that for a good reason, right? Uh, 2020 was the boom, the explosion of the pandemic. And a lot of our clients, you know, they were busy uh, making just toilet paper uh, yeah. before buying left and right uh, toilet paper. But uh, <clears throat> for example, Grupo Familia in Colombia, uh, they reported a 7% drop first quarter this year compared to last year. Uh, same thing with Kimberly uh, Clark in Chile. They reported a 5% drop compared to last year. <clears throat> but they're still, they still have a positive outlook for the remaining of the year. Uh, mm -hmm. For example, they expect uh, to bring this number up 12% as the markets uh, somewhat regulate themselves, uh, you know, and uh, as the pandemic plays out. Uh, each country obviously is a bit different in terms of their uh, consequences of the pandemic. Some countries are still in full lockdown or 90-80% lockdown. Other countries are obviously opening up a little bit more uh, yeah. because they rely a lot on tourism too, you know. And uh, as North America and Europe uh, gets uh, more uh, of the population vaccinated, they're able to travel more to these countries. Yeah. Obviously, that re-energizes the economy <clears throat> a little bit on this country. But, uh, <coughs> excuse me, in a way <clears throat> that has uh, pushed these companies to innovate on the products too. Yeah. Know? A lot of them obviously have uh, been promoting uh, sustainable packaging. Uh, we recycle material, also recycle uh, raw material to make uh, the paper products. Yeah. But uh, also they have launched, obviously, uh, the face masks, a lot of them, <laughs> soaps for hand washing and personal care, and obviously improving their e-commerce as well. So their clients or distributors can reach uh, their information and products uh, in a faster manner. Uh, but um, <clears throat> North America, if you want to share with us. Yeah, I think, I think you bring up a good point. I think companies are looking for ways to diversify. I think the name of the game always is what makes you unique to your competition, right? If you're offering, if everyone's offering the same products, uh, you really need to stick out in a certain way. So I think the diversification of products along with what you mentioned that um, as I'm making my visits this month to different mills and factories producing these products, you can still tell that 
production is not up to full speed yet. And this is a good time uh, to, to innovate, to uh, reach maximum efficiency on your machines. We're seeing a lot of suppliers now being able to enter all these factories and mills uh, to upgrade machines, um, to improve processes. Um, you know, a lot of a lot of the major uh, tissue manufacturers, you know, have innovation teams, have project leads, and this is an ongoing, twenty-four-seven a day, twenty-four-seven uh, process at many of these places. But a lot of the smaller players and mid-level players don't have the same resources to be able to do this. But I, I would say that now is a good time to collaborate with your suppliers and come up with different ways to improve your efficiency to be able to compete on a higher level. Um, but along with that, like you said, um, companies are diversifying their products, adding more product lines. This is a good time to do it. Uh, you know, the 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 acceleration of the of the use of the mask in North America, where uh, prior to the pandemic, we didn't have a lot of companies producing masks in this country. So a lot of companies have now invested in this type of machinery because we can't be left out on the cold again if something like this happens again. You have the resource to be able to quickly produce the mask. There's no need to import it. Um, but in the United States, you know, the the topic of the mask is, a, for whatever reason, it's a it's a hot topic, right? You're either on, you're on one side of the fence in, in regards to the mask, uh, and I think the majority of the people probably don't want to wear the mask if there's no reason to wear the mask. So um, I think companies will still have it as a product line to be able to offer and we have to see uh, what we're waiting on to see is is how the habits of the consumer change is it going to be an everyday use product or is it going to be something you keep you know in your car something you keep at a desk just in case if you're traveling you know i, I i'm almost um want to say that it's going to be kind wow. of a, a cultural standard yeah. to have the mask on um so we have to, that's a wait and see kind of thing, but um, you know, definitely companies are investing in, in wet wipes, uh, all different types of non-wovens as well for companies that traditionally never got involved in that. Uh, companies are now jumping in the game because they're seeing that that is a product that is being accepted in the market. So, um, so that that being said, is there anything else in Latin America that you see relevant that would be interesting for people in North America to know about? Uh, I do, and I think it really depends on the country itself. Um, obviously, the region follows uh, what happens in North America and in Europe. Uh, you know, in a way, they're all interconnected. <clears throat> but if you look at countries like, for example, Chile, Ecuador, Colombia, even Venezuela, Panama, Honduras, Guatemala, these are countries that are investing in machinery right now, converting right. machinery. Uh, they're investing in new lines uh, <clears throat> for raw products, uh, some of them for napkin products, but you see the investment still uh, there uh, for these countries. And other countries, they are a little bit more stagnant at the moment. Argentina, Mexico, they're fully consolidating some of them, some of their operations into centralized operations, <clears throat> because obviously that's probably what the market and their, uh, the way they're set up at the moment uh, demand from them. But uh, all in all, uh, I think the industry is, is in a good state. Uh, yeah. We see we're dealing with a high increase in raw material uh, costs, and we still have a shortage of shipping containers. <clears throat> but all in all, all of the companies have a positive forecast sure. for the numbers for the remaining of the year, and uh, that's good for us uh, that are involved in the industry and for our obviously our subscribers and uh, people that follow us. That uh, the industry uh, is still in good shape uh, for the months to come. So we'll see how that develops, um, how prices are going to adjust themselves to. 
and mm -hmm. how this uh, capacity to produce products are going to either ramp up again or they're going to stabilize yeah. at you know, the levels that we have discussed. So. You know, it, it'll be interesting to see as well as away from home in the United States, is, it's, it's a larger market. Yes. And, um, you know, stadiums, all the stadiums now have announced that they're going to allow full capacity. Correct. At the, at the arenas, uh, you know, for football, definitely coming up in the fall here, all of them are going to be allowing full capacity. So are we going to see the reverse? Are we going to see companies that have been producing uh, toilet paper uh, change their machines over now to produce away from home products? Because um, I don't know if the, the demand for at home will still probably be low in a few months, not as high as it was before. But away from home, I think the people that are producing that can finally breathe and say, hey, it's coming back. Um, and it'll it'll probably be here for a while, as long as we stay away from all these pre-pandemic or during stuff uh, related to the pandemic. Um, and, some of, and some of these places open up again. Away from home in Latin America, how big of a market is it? Is it, is it something that uh, uh, manufacturers are excited about? Away from home is not as big in Latin America as it is in the US, but it's definitely a growing market. Uh, we've seen companies uh, launching or releasing products for the away target for the away yeah. from home. So we see that they're gearing up for that market mm -hmm. as, the, as the pandemic eases. Uh, however, uh, if you look at the region, uh, the vaccination rates are still lower sure. than probably North America and maybe Europe. So that market might take a little bit longer uh, yeah. to come back or even to continue growing. But it's definitely there. Uh, I do agree that North America, if, uh, if uh, public venues continue to open up, uh, I do see the away from home converters to have a busy, busy end of summer and busy sure. fall, most likely. And they're probably gearing up their operations. As I was, was going to say, hopefully they're, hopefully they're, hopefully they're preparing now. Yeah, and I'm sure they are. I'm sure they are. They're gearing up. So, and that would be all in all good for the market as well. Yeah. Uh, so, so we'll see. It'll be interesting how it plays out. No, thank you for that. I think uh, the last topic I wanted to bring up was the the advent maybe or the growing trend of e-commerce for paper products. You know, maybe 10 years ago, this was probably a foreign notion. Like people didn't really, why would I buy my toilet paper online, right? But now as, you know, companies like Amazon and, and you know, even Walmart, everyone's going more and more to e-commerce. And, you know, in, within our industry, I would say the major, the major manufacturers have dedicated e-commerce teams to promote their products online for the sale of online, right? And you can buy any format now. And with the ability, you know, companies like Amazon Prime uh, offer free shipping. Um, you know, in the United States, I won't say every, every, every family or every household buys this way, but we're used to buying in bulk. And... Um, if you only have to buy toilet paper once or twice a year because it lasts that long when you're buying it in bulk, that's, you know, light bulb, you'd buy that online. You don't have to go to the store, put it in your car. Um, it just gets delivered to your house and it's an afterthought at that point. So I think the development of e-commerce is something to watch. I think that's gonna keep growing more and more in popularity as, um, you know, the, the distribution routes in North America have been very, it, it's well established. You can get toilet paper the same day if you need it. Um, so what about Latin America? Is that a growing trend? Has it started? What are you seeing? It is a growing trend, but mostly with the major producers. 
the, the medium size and small size producers, uh, they're not there yet, <clears throat> but the major producers, for example, Group of Amelia, Softies, uh, even P&G, Kim Electric, they do have a well-developed uh, portals for e-commerce mm -hmm. and for the distributors and end users to not only buy the products, but to have information of new releases and the specification of all of their products. <clears throat> so sure. something that they develop quite well. And obviously the pandemic very likely accelerated e-commerce for a lot yeah. of them, you know, and probably enhanced for a lot of them. Uh, <clears throat> but uh, I don't think it's, I don't think it's a common thing right now to buy toilet paper online in Latin America, unless you live in a very big city and sure. this resource is available for the delivery, right? Mm -hmm. But uh, it probably will transition into that because as you mentioned, Amazon is a good example, right? Uh, people buy a lot of products through Amazon these days. They have the flexibility of having delivered to their door, uh, sometimes even same day in the US. Yeah. Uh, so that will definitely uh, be something to look at. Uh, but uh, a lot of the bigger companies, they do have their e-commerce uh, set up in a way that uh, consumers can go and uh, find out about the products and how to buy them as well. Sure. You know, I think that's definitely something to watch um, worldwide um, as as we keep improving our ability to be able to distribute products to end users. That's going to be a it's only going to be a growing trend. Yeah, I think it, I don't think it's going the other way. So anyway, thank you so much, Hector. I think those are some good topics we brought up. Um, hopefully you watching and listening have found some value in some of the topics and maybe made you think about other ways to innovate and produce, um, maybe change buying habits. Uh, the point of this conversation is just that, is just to bring some topics up to the table and for you to decide what to do with it. So thank you, Hector, so much for the time. Uh, we'll Ryan. see you next month. All righty. Thank All right. you.